Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to Season 3. This is Episode 90. If you are a seasoned listener, you may recognize the original Season 1 theme song. I decided to bring it back this season. And I just spent my month-long break fully immersed in summer activities for my three children, sprinkled with a good dose of mental health work. I have multiple therapists in my life for all the areas I'm working through. I also am in a support group along with individual therapy. And so here's a good place to throw in a resource that I wanted to pass along for anyone looking for NPE therapists. I always have listeners that are looking for therapists who have some experience working with a misattributed parentage experience. And so if you go to mpecounseling.org, M as in mother or misattributed, mpecounseling.org, you will find a directory of therapists. I just counted 27 and... That makes me very happy. There is also a hotline that Right to Know has for anyone who needs to speak to someone or be paired with someone as an NPE mentor. And you can call this right now if you wish. It's 323-TALK-MPE. Again, that's MPE as in misattributed parentage. I know these are interchangeable acronyms in our community, and it can be a bit confusing. But for those of you listening, welcome. I know that there are a few of you in agony today, listening to these episodes one after another because you find yourself consumed with a shocking DNA discovery in your life. Or perhaps you are feeling pretty good sometimes shitty and sometimes peaceful. Maybe you have a couple of years under your belt and time has healed in some capacity with your NPE. When you are in the thick of it, it's hard to imagine that time heals, but it's true. And so does being of service and learning you are not alone. I created this podcast because I wanted to hear others' experience with their NPE. And it was honestly the only thing that made me feel better in the beginning. And let's listen to our story for today. And today I am speaking with Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Lily. I just wanted to thank you for having this, like everybody does, but um, I really think it's very important um, because it really helped me. I know it helps a lot of people and it's helped me a lot. Um, and, and um, just kind of processing and making sense because I know this is a really new thing for a lot of people. And so I just wanted to just give you some props. <laughs> so, <thank> Oh, <laughs> yes, you're welcome. How far into your NPE? When did you find out? 
So um, in October, it will be two years. Um, I don't know if you just want me to start talking about it, but. Um, yeah, let's. I, okay, two years in. Why don't you go ahead? You, do you know the format of. Let me let me just quickly remind you, since it is um, this is going to be the first episode of season three. I know you know this, Jacqueline, but I will say it again. Normally, people share their stories. They give um, like a little bit of whatever they're comfortable with their family of origin. And then they talk about how they found out they were an NPE. And then they talk about what life is like now. So I'll let you kind of take it wherever you'd like. So um, I'm going to just tell you a little bit when I found out, or I mean, how long ago. Um, and then I'll backtrack to my uh, my family origin, if that's okay. Of um, course. Okay. So um, I did, I found out um, almost two years ago and it was because I um, was, um, I, I decided to get on ancestry.com because I had a lot of, I was in um, a teaching program and um, uh, there were a lot of my colleagues that were getting on ancestry and were kind of like, just kind of for fun, getting to know like what our, um, our heritage is and um, you know, what percentages and all that stuff. So I decided to do it just kind of for fun. It I did actually did not find out until almost, um, oh, I, I think it was like a whole, almost a year after I got into Ancestry, someone messaged me and, um, and it said that uh, she said, she messaged me and asked me how we're related. It says we're ha- either half sisters I can't remember everything because I deleted Ancestry and I'll tell you why a little bit later. But, um, but it said we were related that we could be half sisters. She could be my niece or granddaughter or something like that. And I'm like, well, we look like we're around the same age. She could be my sister. So, um, I called my, um, mom and dad and I asked, um, uh, you know, I asked if my dad could have any kids out there because, um, my dad wasn't the most faithful person. They're not together, actually. They're um, they're friends, but um, but they live together. <laughs> they're roommates. So that, of course, they were. My mom's. I, I talked to my mom first, and she said, "Well, um, you know, you know how your dad was always cheating. There was all there was this one woman um, that he she, she thought that was pregnant, but I think she lost the baby, and but she maybe she didn't. I don't know." And so I'm thinking, well, maybe because I, I was just thinking, well, that it was somebody from my dad. And um, and so I called up my sister and and my and I also I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, I also asked my dad and he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I so I called up my sister and said, you know, we might have a half sister because um, I got this message from Ancestry. And um, so I'm just trying to figure it out. And as I was talking with her, um, she had messaged me while I was on the phone. I can't remember how, because I, I think I was looking it up and just to tell her a little bit about her, but I saw the message and she said, um, my dad was in the state I was born in, from 69 to 71. And that's when my heart dropped. And I just kind of like, oh my God. <laughs> and my sister and I just started bawling and we're like, maybe it's a glitch. Maybe like it was a big mistake. Like that can't be. She's like, May, I'm like, you know what? Let me just hang up. I'm going to call mom. Let me call mom. Let me call mom. And um, so I called, I hung up with her and I called my mom. My mom was just, I asked her, are you sure? Like, 
uh, that you didn't have an affair on dad? Um, no, no, you know how he was the one always cheating on me. No, of course not. And I'm like, because this is what she said that her dad was in, in, you know, the state that we are live in, um, from 69 to 71. And, um, she's like, no, of course. No, no, I don't know. Are you sure? And she kept saying no, denying, no, no, no. And then, um, finally she, I kept pressing and finally she's like, well, there was this one time. And then she told me about it. And then, um, I just was like, still not believing it. I'm like, I couldn't. And then my mom's like, but I don't think you're your dad's. Like, I don't think, you know, he's, you know, she just still was like, not convinced that I was this other guys. I, at the time I had a roommate and I would, I was talking with her about it and, and she, and, and we were talking with our other friend and she's like, they're like, why, why don't, what regions does it say you're from? So I was look, I didn't even look at all that stuff. And does it say, um, do all your dad's families come up? And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even look, um, because I was more interested. I mean, I was more interested like the, the breakdown of uh, my identity. I didn't even look, I saw a few people on there, but I thought, Oh, that looks like it could be somebody that I'm like from my mom's side. But then I looked and I didn't really, I didn't see any, but I saw people that I didn't know names that I didn't know. And I saw people that were related to my mom, but I didn't see anybody that I knew from my dad's side of the family. And then I looked at the regions. Oh, and I forgot to say that her dad um, was from um, Zacatecas, Mexico. And so I, the re, when it brought up the regions, it brought up the regions that my dad, my mom, my uh, birth certificate dad, um, they're from the same area. So it brought up all the regions that they're from, um, mm-hmm. which are on this side of the um, Colorado, New Mexico area. Those are the areas they're from. And then, um, and then it said Zacatecas and I'm like, Oh my God, she told me that her dad was from Zacatecas. I just was, um, I like, there was too much evidence. Like I wanted to deny it and just kind of say that it was probably a mistake. Like ancestor, this has to be a mistake. There's no way. But then there were too many, too much evidence that pointed to like, no, this is, I mean, I was just in denial. I knew it was right. But I just felt like I, it was just too hard to accept. And then mm-hmm. she sent me a picture um, of her dad when he was young, and I so I sent it to my mom, and I called her, and I t- and I told her that I sent her a picture, and she looked at it, and then she just said, "I, I don't know if I can swear in here, but to quote my mom, she said, oh, fuck.' <laughs> um, and and then I just it was just from there I just. I, it just took me a long time to process, like, um, because it was, I think I was like 48 at the time that I found out and I'm 50 now, but, um, I just could not, (laughs) I could, it was really hard to accept. And, um, the whole experience was like, I, I think the first thing I thought was, oh my God, how is her mom going to feel? And then I thought, oh my God, how are they going to feel? I, I, I was thinking about um, the people who were victimized in the whole thing, you know, like, how are they going to feel when they find this out? The sister that had connected with me was really, really kind, really kind. And um, I 
was really nervous because I thought she was going to be her. She was telling me about her, all their siblings. I thought they were going to be her. I was thinking about the mom, especially the mom. The mom was going to be her to find this news out. And I just didn't want to hurt anybody. But she was also kind of being the same as I was. She was worried about how I felt. And so it really felt like um, because she she could tell she knew that I was going to be really surprised. And she was so gentle. Um, she was she was really sensitive about sharing my information with her other sister. And she'd asked me like my other sister wants to know you. Can she, can I give her your information? And like, and just very sensitive about it. I think because of the way they responded to me made me feel like I wanted to meet them. Um, And I'm going to get back to that, but I'm going to go back to um, my, how I grew up, my origin, (laughs) my origins of how I grew up. Um, so um, I I grew up. Um, it was I wouldn't say that it was not the easiest upbringing. I had um, or I have had and half five siblings. Um, two of them who who died when they were adults, and then um, so I have three siblings that are alive um, um, that I grew up with. My dad, like I said, was um, always cheating on my mom, and uh, when we were little, and he had a you know, he had a drinking problem. So I think probably they were, um, he was in and out for a little while when I was really little, probably when I was maybe third or fourth grade. I I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I know I was still in elementary school when he was finally just, it was just my mom where they were finally just not going to work it out. I grew up pretty much in a single, single parented household with five kids, we were all kind of like back to back, um, you know, a year and a half to two years apart. So there were a lot of us. And then we always had cousins that lived with us. So I didn't really have like a bedroom or anything until I was a teenager. Um, and then, um, I, and then I had, so I didn't really have a lot of space. And so, um, and, and so there was really no privacy, which is really strange because I, I think I, uh, I think the only thing that really helped me is, um, gosh, there's, I mean, I want to share this, but it's, it's, um, I don't want it to be a, it, uh, I'm just going to share it, I guess. Um, so I think the only thing that really, um, helped me through, um, to grow growing up was, um, was the arts. Um, so I really lost myself in the arts because I, like I said, we didn't have a lot of space. Um, there was always a lot of chaos. My mom was always working. Um, and then, so we were kind of taking care of our, ourselves and each other. And, um, and, you know, we grew up really poor. And so with that came a lot of things that, um, kids, you know, probably shouldn't have to deal with. And, and I don't want to go into a, a lot of that, but the arts is what really helped me and helped me escape. Cause I, I think naturally I am, um, more of an introvert. So that really helped me kind of um, be able to process my world and kind of make sense of things and kind of have a voice where um, I always felt my like my voice was muddled within like the chaos of everything. And I grew, also grew up really just really responsible, um, having to like, I started working when I was 14 and um, helping pay rent and, pay, you know, help with the family. It was really, really hard growing up. I wouldn't say that I ever want my, I ever want to be a kid again. Like some people, you know, have fond memories. Like some things, like 
they want to go back to. I don't feel like I'd ever want to go back to that because it was just really hard. Um, I feel like my life is a lot easier now as an adult than it ever had was when I was growing up. It, we lived in a state um, where there were also some um, traumas, uh, generational traumas too. With, I think I uh, like I said, my my both sides of my family were from New Mexico and Colorado and areas, and um, so there's a lot of historical traumas that my that are, were inflicted for generations when with. Um, uh, with my both sides of my mom and dad's side of the family, um, with being pushed out of school, which I would I found out later my dad's story, and that's actually how I came to heal for with him. And I'll I, I'll talk to you about that in in a second. But um, my mom didn't wasn't able to get an education, so she went to the second grade, and so she worked really hard. So I mean, we didn't they didn't have the same opportunities as um, a lot of other families. Um, a lot of more, a lot more privileged families. We um, grew up, you know, where we were a family of color in the midst of mostly conservative. Um, I don't know uh, mm. more. I don't, I don't want to say the religion, but it was a very religious state, mm-hmm. but we weren't that religion. So um, we were kind of like uh, lived on the margins. Like, so we didn't have the same opportunities I think I'm just going to get into it a little bit because this will kind of make sense of why I, I was the only one in my family to to graduate from high school and the only one to go to college. I found out later that, um, and I and it really helped me heal that my father they were segregated in the schools, hit for speaking Spanish, and they were um, oh. just all kinds of really um, terrible things where like Mexicans weren't able to be to um, serve the public. My aunt was one of the first people able to serve the public. So, and she um, distinctly remembers it. There were a lot of things that were, uh, that made it hard for for us to advance. And so, um, Mm -hmm. so, so consequently, I became the first person in my family to um, graduate from high school and the first one to go to college. When I graduated from college, um, something really tragic happened in my family. And um, I was, I think, I guess I was just kind of tired of um, really terrible things always happening um, to the point where it would like our identity was almost being formed by stereotypes and the way the media shaped those stereotypes. And then my nieces would embrace them. And then uh, it, it became like a vicious cycle. So I used my work to kind of like try to find a way to really bring back a, a more positive identity. And so I, um, Went went and asked a lot of my dad's family, you know, where we came from. I asked my grandfather, and this is all my birth certificate father, where, you know, where we came from. And this is when I found out all the stories and all the things that my dad went through. You know, for generations, for, you know, since the Treaty of Hidalgo was signed, um, we, you know, we lost all of our land and we lost, you know, just, just all kinds of lost status, lost any sort of um, doors opening. I, I started to understand my dad a little bit more. Um, there's some, there was more things in there that I could tell you, but I don't, I don't know if I really want to get too much into it. But um, it made me uh, really understand my dad for the way he he had all these these issues as a young man. But then, so later on in life, he ended up quitting drinking, and so as an adult, um, I was able to like heal with him and talk with him, and um, I started to have uh, um, these art shows. I remember my dad went into um, one of my art shows and um, 
and he saw his father on the wall and, you know, they were sheep herders. And so he would tell me about sheep herding with his dad. And my dad wasn't the type to really say a lot or tell me a lot about himself. But I remember when he looked up at that painting, he was, he was, um, I, he, you could tell that he was, his eyes were watery, like he was teary eyed. It's the first kind of emotion that I ever saw my dad have. Like he never, he didn't really show emotions. He didn't really hug or say, I love you or anything like that. He was kind of just, and I, and I know that it's generational. Like it's kind of like you, you just kind of, ha- kind of have to cope and live and survive the, um, the realities of life. And I know that that's kind of what impacted my dad. And for me to be able to see that in him was really powerful. And I started to tell my dad that I loved him because he never said he loved me ever. And, and it was almost like, and I would hug him and it was, and it was almost like he felt really uncomfortable hugging me, but I would hug him. I would, uh, I almost felt like I was showing him how to love me. He was reciprocating, but you could tell he was really uncomfortable with it. And my uncle, his brother used to tell me how proud he was of me and how, um, and how, um, how much he loved me. And I would ask him really, I didn't, cause he never tells me that, but I knew he did, but he didn't, he just didn't know how to show it. You know, like all throughout my adulthood, I kind of feel like my dad tried, it's almost like he tried to make up for things. I think the way he does things is through acts of service and talking or do any, anything that, um, I can tell that like, I know, I know that he loves me now, but as a kid, I didn't think he did because I didn't know why he wouldn't say he loved me. So a lot of my work healed a lot of that stuff that I felt as a kid. Um, Although some of it was, um, I did feel like I was a little bit, when I listened to your podcast and I listened to all the stories, I started to think too about some of the other things like that didn't make sense and that where I did feel a little bit different but I just kind of put it, pushed it aside because, you know, you just kind of have to cope and um, deal with life and not let those things matter. And I think about those things. And I, um, I did feel growing up a little bit different because I, I think I was always the one that was like, wouldn't be late for school. And my brother and sister would always be late. And I would be like, the principal would be like, how come you're always on time? And they're always late. And I, you know, and I didn't, I like I never followed them. I would I never followed the way they did things. I did things my own way. I just went my own way, and I always rebelled. And pe- and then I used to get a lot of. Um, I mean, I know my you know siblings can be mean, but they're also very protective. So I kind of felt that like they always said that I was like um, different. Like I I always felt different. Um, like I was a you know it was too. Um, I don't know. Um, I got it for a long time. I got crap for a long time for going to for going to college. Like I from my brother telling me that I was like I act like I'm too good because for going to college or I'm I'm turning white or whatever, you know. And so, um, but I would just for me, I would just do my own thing the way I wanted to do things. Like I would just almost like I would. I thought it was like I was just rebelling, um, but I was rebelling things in a. I was rebelling in a way that, um, where I I wanted to, I wanted to get out of this. I wanted to get out of a really impoverished situation. I I didn't want to like, um, have to, cause I used to help my mom clean houses before I went to work. And I remember cleaning this, um, house with my mom and I was cleaning, um, this kid's, um, that was my same age. I was cleaning his room. And I just remember thinking, 
I just don't want this to be my destiny. I don't, I don't want to be that when this kid grows up, I don't want to be his housekeeper. I want to be able to like have get out of this. And so I'd always do everything different. Like, and, and I, and I got a lot of crap for it, but at the same time, my, I knew that my family was really proud. Like I got a lot of crap, but they were proud. I got a lot of crap because uh, they weren't used to the way I was doing things. So I'd get a lot of criticism for it, but at the same time they were proud. So I don't know how to explain it, but, um, hmm. so that's kind of, I know that's a long, it's a long story of how I grew up. I'm telling you a story in a way where I don't want to share a lot of details, but I'm giving you the broad sense of, I hope just to yeah. kind of give you a sense. Um, yeah. Um, oh no, Jacqueline, that sounds, that, that sounds great. I've, I've got a great picture of how you grew up and did you say, did you, I know you kind of mentioned it briefly, you worked on your art, but are you, you were talking about being an artist, Yeah. right? Is that what you're, okay. Mm-hmm. And that, but you don't want to talk too much about that. Is that true? Yeah. I don't really want to talk too yeah. much about it, but it, it is, I understand. Yeah, it's like such an important part of helping me through things. And I guess the only thing I want to do want to say about that is that, um, one of the things that I found out after um, I found out I was an MPE, a lot of the um, the people on that side of the or on um, they they were all into like nobody nobody studied art like I did, but they were all into the arts. In my family, they could care less about the arts unless it's unless it has to do with me being in the shows or doing the public art or whatever. They'll come and do that, but they could care less about it. But when it comes, but I didn't realize getting to know, um, some of the siblings and, and the, their dad and everything, which is my bio dad, I guess. But, um, it feels like that maybe that's where I got it. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what kind of saved me. I don't know. My son is, um, as a music musician too. So, um, Mm. and I guess the dad's way into music. He's not a musician, but like, um, he's way into music and he's also way into politics. And my son is also, that's what he studied. He studied Latin American, Latino and Latin American studies and politics. My son is like very similar in that way. So it's really interesting. And then the young pictures that I also saw of, um, of their dad, looks a lot like, like, um, from the eyes up looks, I don't look like any, I don't feel like I look like anybody. Uh, I might look slightly, I have some resemblances to my mom, but I don't really feel like I look like anybody in my family too much. Like I kind of have maybe little things, but not too much. Um, but my son looks from the eyes up up to the forehead looks so much like their dad, like the grandpa. Mm. Um, so I, I found that really strange because it's almost like <laughs> the looks of they skip a generation or something because <laughs> he looks wow. so much like him at when he was young. And it was just, it was just striking. And so, so strange. Have you met your birth father? For, for a long time, I didn't want to meet him, but, um, and I still feel really conflicted, but um, I did meet him through Zoom back in January. I think a part of it is just I want to 
I don't know. I part of me is curious and wants to know. Part of me feels like I'm portraying my my birth certificate dad, and he doesn't. The reason why I want to keep this anonymous is because he doesn't know. I don't oh, want him mm-hmm. to know because I, 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 if I, if he, if it felt the any way that I felt, I, I just, I felt so. And he's in his eighties, and I just don't feel like it's. I, I, I don't feel like what is it going to do? You know, it's going to hurt him. So part of it is that. And the other part is I also have a fear that um, he's going to reject me, (laughs) but I don't think he will. Like, I really don't, but there's a small part. Your birth certificate, father, you're okay. You're afraid he would, it would change your relationship with him. Yeah, but I don't, I like part of me doesn't feel like it does, but I have that deep fear because I, because I know I have still have the abandonment issues as a kid. And so those are, they kind of linger, but I feel really close with my dad now and I don't want to ruin that. And so I, and also I, he's just so he's elderly and I just don't want him to feel that hurt. Like it, it would hurt me if he were that hurt, you know, and because I got hurt (laughs) just finding out. Yeah. So I did meet him on zoom, um, the, the biological dad with, along with their siblings, and, and the reason why they never pushed it, they never pushed for me to like, you know, meet him or whatever. I think also I was, I think I might've said that I didn't, I might've, I might've mentioned that I didn't really want to meet him, but they never pushed it on me. And then one day I just kind of felt like, why isn't he pushing to meet me? Almost like I felt abandoned twice because, mm-hmm. um, the other thing that I found out was that, um, um, uh, one of them, I can't remember which of the siblings said that, that they always knew they had a sibling in the state that I grew up, but they didn't know if I was a brother or a sister. They didn't know if I was a boy or a girl. So if he knew, like, why didn't he come look for me? Like, why didn't I, you know, part of me feels like, why didn't, like, there were times where I felt like so much responsibility as a kid that I, I just wanted to be taken care of. Like I, I know it, it sounds romantic now. Like I probably happened for, for it. It's probably good the way it happened because I wouldn't probably wouldn't be the, the artist or what I, the work that I do now really is influenced by the way I grew up. And so I probably wouldn't have this purpose in life if it weren't for the way I grew up. But as a kid, I remember feeling like I just wanted to be, I mean, there were times where I just wanted to be taken away, you know, because it was just so hard. And the fact that he knew it just kind of made me feel like, well, then I was kind of felt like I was abandoned twice, you know? So I, and so anyways, I just, you know, part, and then the other part is like, I don't know him well enough to be angry with him. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he knew your mom got pregnant with you. So, yeah. So the story is this, that's what one of my siblings, one of the siblings said is that, that, um, he, his brother was still in that state where I, where I live. And, that um, he told, he told him, um, that the woman that he was seeing was pregnant. Mm. Yeah. 
And also the other thing that I know is that the really cool thing about this whole thing is that mom really wanted to meet me too. And I just thought, wow. I mean, I just can't imagine like she wants to meet me. Like I felt like I felt like she was the whole victim in all this. Like, why would, you know, I just felt like that's just so forgiving. And just, I, I, it made me feel like I wanted to meet, like, who are these people that are really loving? You know, mm-hmm. I just, it just made me feel like maybe there's a part of my genes that are, <laughs> I don't know, like there's some hope, like, I don't know, because I think a part of you feels like I come from people who are lying and cheating and uh, like, what does that make me, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, but I know that that's like, I, I just, there's a lot of things that you go through your mind. Um, and they're not always rational, but you know, was she with, was she married to yeah, your he was cheating birth father? Oh, he, he was, was okay. Her with mm-hmm. my mom and my mom, I don't think she knew he was married because I just don't think my mom would do that. But my mom and dad were, my dad was, they were, in their broken up phase, you know, cause they were always back and forth, back and forth. And they, and so that's when the, the affair happened with me for, with him for in when she got pregnant. Um, so, but the, I guess the thing that she did, so yeah, he was with her still. And, um, they, the other story they told me was that he had this photo, um, of my mom, um, and they described her and I'm like, Oh my God, yes, that's my mom. <laughs> there was a letter that he, um, in, in with it. And I don't know, they don't know if it's a letter she wrote him or if a letter that he was going to send to her, but never did. Um, and, and this is where the, the, the confusion is because, um, my mom, uh, my mom would, if she sent a letter, it would be somebody else writing it for her. Um, because she wouldn't be able to write it. And, um, and, and, and if it's a letter in spat, like, I, I honestly don't think that, like, my mom's really good at hiding. Like, I know she feels really ashamed of her educational level. So, like, she's she's really good, like, at not of people not knowing, um, you know. And so, um, and so. Is she, is your knew. mom illiterate? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. he, mm-hmm. I don't think he knew that though um okay. they're so they're because they are confused well why would he write i'm like you guys don't understand my i don't think my mom would tell him or let him let on one of the just this morning my one of my half the sister that messaged me um just left we had we spent the whole week last week together um and one of the things that i felt a lot of insight about was that um we, the personalities, the way we are was, I felt like, you know, when people say they, they're like, it's like they're looking in in a mirror physically. I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I'm looking into a mirror, but I started to notice, oh my God, my personality, like it was like looking into a mirror. Mm. I, I, um, and this is what, and then I, going back to how I felt to, so different from everyone. I think that's probably how I felt different was because the way I did things was different from everyone. The way my personality was, was different. I'm the responsible one. I'm the one that takes care of everyone. And we all, and so like she says that 
her and her other sisters are like, they're all like that. They're like always like um, checking to see if everyone's okay. Are you okay? Like if they're all out to dinner, everybody will pull out their cards to pay. And I'm the same way Mm -hmm. in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't, when we were together, I felt really awkward for me because I never had that reflected back to me. Like I never had my personality reflected back to me with somebody else that does similar things like that. Um, so it was just really, str- it was really strange. I don't, I almost don't even know if I liked it, but it was, I mean, I did, but also at the same time, it was, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do that so much. I was kind of <laughs> criticizing a little bit. Um, yeah. So it was really strange. And the other thing, um, there's just a lot of things that we like that are very similar. Like we're, you know, a lot of us are into like, um, the arts and like the kind of food that we like, the things that we like to try, like it's just so different from my, from the family I grew up with. Like I'm the only one in my family that I grew up with. Um, I'm the first one to be able to travel and get outside. And I'm the, I'm the only one I like to explore and I like to do things and we're the same way. We're all like that, but not, not a lot of people in my family. They don't, they call like when when somebody has to get on an airplane, I have to take arrange everything because nobody knows how to fly, or they don't because nobody goes anywhere, you know. Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. I, anyways, I don't know if I, I got that exploring uh, uh, characteristic from from that side of the family, but it feels like it, you know. Like just going and picking up and going somewhere, you know, uh, and just leaving and just getting out of my comfort zone. I just, that's so me. <laughs> it sounds like you're seeing a lot of your personality in your new half siblings or especially your, your half sister that you said she just stayed with you, right? For the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she said that I, she's like, I, I feel like I was uh, staying with our other sister. <laughs> Oh, like it's very hurt. Like we're all similar. So we always like, we have the same conversations about everything because we're all, but all we're always trying to take care of each other to the point where it, it's almost like a conflict because, um, we're like, no, how do you want to do things? No, what do you want to do? And then we, then we can't decide. And then we just kind of go with the flow and whatever we do, you know, happens. So that's what we were doing to each other. But I, I never was have been with anybody that is similar like that in my personality like that. So it was really strange to experience that. Yeah, like, yeah, because you're not used to, to that. Yeah, but she, yeah, and she was used to it because she experiences that with her other sisters too. Oh, sure. Everyone is so accommodating. It yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Considerate. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, it was, it was really, yeah, it was really, really insightful and really nice. We did some really adventurous stuff too. So, you know, I mean, just to try it, just to do things, you know, and, and not everybody would do that with me. So like, very, it was really cool. Really nice. Well, Jacqueline, we are going to protect your anonymity and um, we'll clean this story up and make sure that it's, we protect your identity. But thank you for sharing your story. And if anyone wants to get a hold of Jacqueline, they can certainly email me, npestories at gmail.com, and I will pass that along to her if you have a message or feedback. 
And Jacqueline, did you have anything else that you wanted to share today? No. Um, I just want to thank you for taking the time to um, interview all the stories because like I said, they, they, they really, really helped me in my journey. Um, And I like what you said at the beginning, it does get better because I feel like it has gotten better. I mean, although I still go through phases of like, of um, it's just not as, it's not the same when you first find out you, it does get better. Um, And so, um, so Thank you for allowing my another this my story to be able, included into your collection of stories um, because I know we have little nuances that are a little different. So hopefully somebody will be able to identify um, because I think I took a little piece out of everyone's story um, and it really helped me. So um, thank you for thank you for that. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.